welcome to the second episode of Grow Microbiology. My name is Valerie Kramer, and I'm a member of the product team at McGraw-Hill, and I'm excited to be here today with Heidi Smith. She is amazing and one of our microbiology authors, and she's a very passionate instructor, and I think you're going to hear that in her voice today. So for you, those of you that attended ASMQ in Austin a couple weeks ago, thank you so much for stopping by and visiting our booth, and we hope you all had as much fun as we did. And if you attended the author corner sessions, you may have actually seen Heidi and heard what she had to share um, on her great presentation about active learning in the classroom. So Heidi, we are so happy you are here with us today, joining from Front Range Community College in Fort Collins, the lovely Colorado. Hi, Val. Uh, thanks for inviting me to be here. I'm excited to talk to you today. Yes, you're our first and amazing expert that we've invited on the podcast, being it only the second episode. So thank you very much. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, including how long you've taught micro and how you've come to love it? Well, I actually started teaching microbiology at the high school level about 16 years ago. Um, I joined community college faculty about 12 years ago as full time. And like a lot of community college faculty, my career started by teaching many different subjects, um, anatomy, physiology, microbiology, cadaver dissection, biotechnology, and the list goes on. Um, but over the years, I've become more and more passionate specifically about teaching microbiology to students for lots of reasons, um, to the point that even my AMP colleagues tell me that I've gone to the dark side. That's awesome. <laughs> So what, um, what, what else makes you love microbiology, some of the things that you're teaching and seeing in the students that makes you really passionate about what, what you do? Um, well, you know, it's interesting because a lot of faculty are really driven by teaching content, and that's obviously an important part of teaching. But I think I feel more excited about doing things in the classroom that are going to help my students increase their general, like, what I would call life skills. Um, and, and professional skills, like being able to like critically read and critically think about things in their world, regardless of whether that's just microbiology, um, being able to problem solve, being able to work in a team. Um, most of my students are pre-allied health, and being part of a team is their career. And so, you know, teaching them how to do that and how to navigate some of the challenges of that and to see value in it um, is important to me and excites me. And then, honestly, I just like to instill a passion to learn in my students, um, a passion to continue to learn and realize that there's always something more um, they can find out about, um, and then just compassion for each other is important to me. Oh, that's great. I want to be a student in your class. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your favorite teaching strategy? What do you bring into the classroom that, that gets everyone excited? Well, you know, when I started teaching, I, I started teaching pretty much how I was taught in college, you know, and that was the instructor, the faculty professor would get up in front of the uh, classroom, oftentimes big, you know, classes of 200, 300 students, you know, and they'd spend the 50-minute period just lecturing at us and kind of dumping content into us, um, you know, and so I started that way, and honestly, I realized it really wasn't who I was, um, and I kind of went back to that high school teaching experience where I started in education where active learning and, you know, really hands-on engagement with students is, is expected at that level, and, and it really started to influence teaching um, because I realized that those strategies are not limited by age, you know. So the same things that excite sophomores 
those same type of practices also excite traditional and non-traditional college students. It's just a deeper, you know, level of content. Um, and so I would say that my favorite teaching strategy is engaging students in some type of activity in the classroom where they're working with one another, either in small groups or as a whole classroom group. Active learning seems to be a really hot topic in education, and uh, sometimes instructors don't really know how to get started or get get into it. So what, do you have a specific example of active learning or share a practice that you use in your classroom? Well, one thing I do for sure is I never reinvent the wheel. I <laughs> leverage a lot of different assets and collaborate with a lot of my colleagues in helping to design some of these things because they are time intensive um, if you're coming up with them on their own. Um, great example of something is um, I use the microbiology systems approach book. Um, the fifth edition, and at the start of every chapter in that book is a little feature called Media Under the Microscope. And the idea by Kelly Cowan, the author, uh, was to present articles that students may read in a popular media source. You know, so it can be like Huffington Post, you know, Time Magazine, Daily Mail, um, all sorts of different, you know, common popular places that they might read about a new microbiology finding. And, um, so the first one is one of my favorites. It's actually next week, something I'll be doing in the classroom on day two of the semester. And uh, the media under the microscope for chapter one happens to be an article about, it's actually a Huffington Post article about how these people, uh, these journalists decided to research cure eggs and they found that there were millions and millions and millions of bacteria and fungi found in these cure eggs. And it's just this one-page article all about, you know, whether we should be afraid of our cure eggs or not because of microbes. Um, and what I do with it with the students is I actually hand out the one-page article to them, and I have them read it um, in full, and I tell them to, you know, engage with it. You know, highlight things that they have questions about or, you know, um, write, you know, some questions that they would ask the author if they had a chance and things that made holes in the story where they aren't so sure that they can rely on, you know, its credibility because of it. Um, you know, one of the things in the article is that E. coli was found in the Keurig. And to the normal student, that sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> e. coli sounds pretty scary when the only time you hear about it in the news is when people are dying from an outbreak. And what most of our students don't know is that, you know, E. coli is a normal body inhabitant. And so um, I get them to work through this article. It's really funny to watch students kind of rip apart somebody else's work. Um, but they, they sit there and they write lots of questions, and then we really have a conversation about it um, as a class. And it's, it's funny to hear them, you know, raise these questions. And we talk about, you know, what types of questions would be good to ask and how to critically read that article and where to go to find out if it's valid or credible or not, and what makes it more credible than or not credible than other articles. Um, and it's fun. And then at the end, we give the article a grade. Um, a through F, and students kind of pop, you know, off what letter grade they would give, and we talk about why. Um, they do a bunch of research to figure out whether it's valid or not, and we have a blast. It's like my favorite day of the whole semester. Um, watching students, you know, get super excited about the fact that what they're learning in microbiology actually is relevant to their lives in general, not just professionally, and then how important it is that they start to read things with a critical eye. It's a blast. Oh, that's great, yes, because everybody uh, loves their coffee in the morning, and it's definitely relevant, especially to these students who are getting up early. If you have an 8 a.m. class, that's an even better one. 
Absolutely. You know, I have a Keurig in my office, and one of the first things I tell students is, you know, by the end of this, when you give a grade, I'm going to use your grades to determine whether I should chuck it in the trash or not. And we laugh, <laughs> and, you know, they realize how relevant, you know, this is going to be to a lot of people's lives. Yes, and even our team here at McGraw-Hill, um, we always say, don't steal the idea, you're just altering it and making your own. So I like uh, I like this. That, but, so what method or tips might you give instructors who want to use this same idea or do active learning in the classroom? Well, if it, if it was the same exact idea, whether you use this textbook with their media under the microscope openers or not, um, any of us can find an article uh, that is about microbiology in the popular news. You know, a lot of us, um, a lot of faculty follow different types of news feeds or, you know, Facebook feeds where it gives you kind of a microbiology news of the day. Find an article about something that excites you and, you know, it doesn't always have to be a terrible article. Maybe it's a great one. Um, and really get students to read it aloud in class and begin to critically look at it and determine how to go from there to determine whether it's valid or not. Um, outside of just that activity, I would say, you know, leverage digital assets that come along with your textbook, whether it's the same one I just talked about or a different one. Um, most good digital ad assets will provide material like case studies, um, interactive questions where students are dragging and dropping. Um, I tend to make that happen in a class where students are coming actually to the front of the room and dragging and dropping. And, and so much of that is just a few minutes grabbing a tool that already exists and just using it in a way that gets your students doing it in class instead of just as an online assignment. Oh, that's great. So how did you get started in using digital tools? Have you always used them or um, what brought you into really implementing them? Um, well, I started actually when the first LearnSmart product came out, um, which is the adaptive reading um, tool that goes along with the McGraw-Hill textbooks. Um, and I started right away with that, and it was really students just kind of engaging with the reading and being held accountable before they came to class. Um, the tools themselves have evolved since then, which I think that was probably about nine years ago. Um, and the tools have become much more robust, and, and I've really just kind of taken baby steps each semester, adding one new thing, um, seeing how I can leverage that particular tool maybe in a different way. Um, and you know, part of the reason that I do it is because I see massive benefits. Um, my class time is more efficient. It's more effective. It's driven by data that I can pull from using these tools. Uh, I feel like a lot of what they're doing is meeting some of those general ed student outcomes that we want to see from all students, and that is things like critical thinking, ability to apply and analyze, and some of the higher bloom things. My retention in class is better. You know, before I started using these tools eight, nine years ago, we'd lose between a third and a half of our microbiology classes, you know, and now we're typically under 15% loss of students each semester, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. And the other thing that's kind of cool is we haven't changed our rigor one bit. Like our, our expectations in terms of what content students need to learn hasn't changed at all. Um, we've just provided tools to help them learn it better. And what's interesting is that students themselves perceive the benefit of it. Um, in fact, I asked all of my students at the end of the semester um, what letter grade they received in the course and then what letter grade they think they would have received if they wouldn't have had access to these digital tools. And 
almost, I'd say 80, 90% of the time, students perceive that they would have gotten one letter grade lower if they didn't have access to them. So students themselves are feeling like there's benefit too. Awesome. Well, and I'm sure it's exciting for them to actually share things during class and work together. It's more of a memory and a way to remember some of those things as well. For sure. So how is, um, in general, how is how do you feel it's an honor to teach microbiology? I mean, you you put your heart into these students and into what you do, into this content. How do you feel it's an honor teaching microbiology? Well, a lot of my own educational background was in, you know, seeking health-related careers. Um, you know, I spent some time in medical school working towards that type of a career. Um, and now I consider it my honor to teach students to do something that I thought I wanted to do and really found that I'm better at teaching them to do it. Um, the honor for me is that I feel like I have an opportunity to encourage students to be lifelong learners and not just for professional needs like nursing and, and other allied health, but also just, um, that was, I mean, professional, but personal. Um, that they become learners for their own lives and begin to ask questions that matter for them outside of their nursing profession. Um, you know, just last week, it was the week before we got back to work um, after a summer break, and I got an email from a student that I had over a year ago when I first started using some of these, these active learning and critical thinking and reading activities. And she sent me an email and asked me if she could come meet me in my office this week because she had found a bunch of things that she'd read over the year and she couldn't wait to share them with me. And those <laughs> are the moments that make it so worth it, just to sit down with a student whose light bulb went on. And they, sat, they started in my class with, I have to take this class. Somebody's making me. I don't really want to, but if I want to be a nurse, I have to jump this hoop. And now the light bulb is on so big that a year later, she's wanting to come share stuff with me. It's awesome. Oh, those students are so lucky to have you, Heidi, that's for sure. What is your vision for the future of teaching microbiology? How do you see it changing or improving or how you want to do it in the future? Uh, I think with the evolution of digital tools, it's going to be hard to teach without them um, with today's students. Um, these students are used to digital technology in every aspect of their life, and I think they're um, the type of students that can benefit from it without compromising rigor or expectation. Um, for me personally, I want to continue to adapt my course, make it better and better, even as the tools are getting better and better. Um, and honestly, like I love working with other faculty and collaborating with them, training them, learning from them about better and better practices and how to use these tools to, to get our students to be more successful. That's awesome. Well, you definitely have a life of continued learning yourself, it sounds like. So we are just very lucky to have you on the team and have you as an expert to share on our podcast and just beyond that here at McGraw-Hill. So thank you so much for sharing all of your insight and wisdom. You sure do have a wealth of knowledge. So we hope that all of you enjoyed Heidi's insight on active learning and some of the digital tools she is using. So. If you really liked this and you have your own ideas to take back to your classroom, I hope. Um, fall semester is gearing up, so hopefully this adds a little spark. Um, and best wishes to everyone on back to school festivities, including you, Heidi. If you like this episode of Grow Microbiology and want to hear more, make sure you like us on iTunes for even more educational tips and best practices in microbiology. Thank you much, so much for joining us.